You're listening to the Before Midnight Podcast with your host, Felicia and Jessica. Grab your Bible and a cup of something warm. We're going to chat about making the most of the magically transformed lives we've been given. Welcome back to the podcast. We are so excited you're joining us today. We are going to be talking about the balance between rest and being productive. And we were just saying that there's a lot of conversation about being, um, you know, the work-life balance. And I think we have a lot of teaching and conversations on that, Mm -hmm. but there's more to the busy side of our life than just work. I think sometimes we can get a little obsessed with being productive, Mm -hmm. but then there's the side of, well, are we not doing enough? And just kind of finding that balance is something that I think a lot of us try to find on a daily basis. So exactly. (laughs) Like, and I was saying that on my weekends, that's actually where I notice it the most because at work, you know, I have to be productive and I'm getting things done, but it's when I get home, that's when I'm like, okay, well, all this, this stuff has piled up in my life, in my personal life. And so I feel like in Saturday and Sunday, I just need to hit, 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 you know? And then I like, I go back into the work week and I realize I haven't gotten any rest. Like maybe, you know, when I was sleeping, I've gotten rest, but when I'm awake, it's just trying to do things. And I feel like sometimes I fall into this feeling of feeling like if I'm not doing something, God is going to call that lazy, you know? Mm. And I need to be productive because you know, that's how, that's when God's the most pleased with me. So that's Mm. kind of what I wanted to talk about today. Yeah. That's, that's a really good point. It's like, I know that's not true, but it kind of sneaks in on you, especially when you feel like you're not doing enough. Mm -hmm. I think that's when those thoughts really hit me. I realized that I tend to swing. I mean, we all know like, okay, so there's those people on one side that are super hyper productive and everything about their life is about being productive. I need to be more productive. And then the other side of the ditch is the ditch of what you would probably say is like laziness. Exactly. Okay. You're just waiting on God to give you what you want. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about it the other day as I was preparing for this and I'm like, I was like, well, which one am I? What, what do I tend to (laughs) fall into? I was doing the same thing. And I think for me, it actually depends on my mood. Like it's really just, it's not like I'm one ditch or the other. It's like, okay. If I'm feeling really good about my accomplishments and really confident, it's easy for me to get into the overproductive mode. And then when I all of a sudden don't accomplish as much in a day or I'm doing something restful, the temptation of thinking that now I'm being lazy comes in. Exactly. Yeah. And that's funny because I feel like I love getting to-do lists done. I like it's, and it's on my best day. It's only on my best day where I'm like, you know what? The best thing that that sounds so fun right now is putting a to-do list together and getting every single thing checked off. And it's like that's your idea of fun. That's my idea of fun on like on a day where I'm feeling really productive. But then people also know that I can be very I mean, it's lazy, but it's just like a love of sleeping, you know? <laughs> that's kind of but it's more like that's this my day. That's my day. You need to t- get a hold of Felicia. The hours between 11 p.m. and 3 a.m. are the best <laughs> yes. times when she responds. Yes. But between 7 a.m. and 10 a.m., you're it's, Don't it, text it, me don't text from her. 7 a.m. to 10 a.m., especially on a Saturday, because <laughs> I will not be awake. But yeah, so I was thinking the same thing. I was like, I really don't feel like I am consistently in one ditch or the other but I can either fall into you know like 
feeling like, oh, you know, our culture is so obsessed with work. And, you know, I just like, it's, we need a rest. And that's how, you know, I don't know. And then the other side of it is the complete opposite. So Mm -hmm. it's just, it depends on the day. Yeah. It really does. (laughs) It really does. And that's why finding this balance is so important because it's kind of emotionally exhausting and draining to go from like, being really productive, but then feeling guilty the moment that you're not productive. Exactly. And then swinging to the other side and just needing rest, but then you kind of start getting lazy and then you don't want to be productive and then you don't want to do stuff. And it just feels like this swing and you just want to kind of settle in the middle. We want to find that middle ground and and you know, salvation as Christians, you know, we all know that that's by grace through faith. Exactly. And it's just so easy for us to grasp like okay, it's not because of what I did. It's because of what Jesus did and his love for me that gave me this gift of salvation. And for some reason we can grasp that. And I think part of it is because we don't see it like physically, like Mm -hmm. you can't really see your salvation. That's true. You just have to take it by faith. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to following that by grace through faith concept in our everyday lives, there's a lot more staring at us. Like exactly how many check marks did you do on your yeah. to-do list? How and much you- hour, like I've asked, I'm like, God, how much, how many hours should I be sleeping during the day? The Bible doesn't give us that information. No. Like, you know, <laughs> scientists tell us eight hours, seven to nine hours. But sometimes I'm like, if I have gotten such little sleep throughout the week, should I be sleeping, you know, more on the weekend? So there's these questions that we don't really know, but um, like productivity by itself, and on its own, like productivity is such a positive thing, you know, and I wrote down what, what productivity and like the, the definition for it. And it's simply using your time, energy, and attention effectively to achieve your goals. Um, and then I saw another definition for it that I liked. Productivity is effectively storing our gifts, talents, time, and energy and enthusiasm for the good of others and the glory of God. So like I said, I mean, it's a positive thing when you're doing it, but when you're not, when you're able to balance it with the rest in your life. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's really the struggle is like, okay, well I am supposed to be productive. So what does a healthy perspective of productivity look like? And I think one thing that's interesting as I was thinking about it, because I'm like asking myself this, like, what the heck am I supposed to believe about productivity? Yeah. And I noticed that, you know, in the gospels, when Jesus came to earth, everyone, all the religious people were dealing with all these laws and like, oh, you can't do that. You can't do that. You can't do that. You can't do that. And they were so caught up in their rules and their laws that they forgot the reason why those were given in the first place. And then Jesus came and he said, look, your laws and your rules are pointless if your heart is bad. If your heart is thinking that you're good enough because you kept a few rules and a few laws, you're wrong. I came to show you that it's all about the heart. And that's when he's, you know, thou shall not commit adultery. Jesus said, you shouldn't lust. You know, he said, thou shall not commit murder. He said, you shouldn't hate. Mm -hmm. And he made it even deeper because people were thinking, oh, I can do this. Give me a standard and I can hit it. You know, watch me. And he's like, all right, you think the standard's here? It's actually way up here. Mm -hmm. You know, the point is you can't do it. So trust me, believe in me, let me do it for you. And I feel like he came to show us that it's really not about the outward things we do or don't do. Mm -hmm. It's about our hearts. And I think it's the same with productivity. You know, when I can tell a difference Mm -hmm. when I'm working and I'm really stressed and I'm trying to get everything done and I have my list and I'm, I'm, 
going at it and I'm trying, you know, things always come up too when you're trying to get your list done. 100%. And it's so frustrating. And I can tell the difference between that and other times when maybe I've spent more time with God and maybe more time in scripture and more time, you know, just thinking about him, I tend to have more of a flow and I'm not as stressed. And I think that's really the difference is where is your heart? Are you doing this like you said in order to make God pleased with you and to make him happy? Or, you know, I think really the direction of our heart kind of shows a lot of whether or not this is a healthy productivity or there's something going on inside of our hearts. So I actually just heard a statistic and it was about pastors who they get really excited about becoming pastors because they get to preach the word and they get to help people. But then they ended up spending less time with God down the road because their lives got so busy and productivity can really just become a distraction in our lives. You know, it can distract us from taking care of ourselves. It can distract us from spending like that one-on-one time with God and abiding with God throughout the day. And that's where we have like the strength to be able to work better and produce better and help people is from having that relationship with God, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And You know, as women too, I think we really struggle because there's so much going on in our lives Mm -hmm. and we think that the only way to be productive is with one area of our life. And so if we're really productive in one area, a lot of times the other areas are suffering and then we wonder why we're so stressed out, even though we're doing a ton, Mm -hmm. but we still feel stressed out. I know sometimes I can get like that. I can get overly consumed with work because maybe it's a busy season or something. And then I still feel stressed and I'm like, why am I stressed? And it's because I'm not working out a lot. I'm not spending time with God. I'm not, you know, cooking a lot of meals. I'm not cleaning the house. I'm like other areas of my life feel a bit like they're kind of unraveling and in disarray, Mm -hmm. even if I'm getting a ton done at work. And when it comes to productivity, I think that's kind of a healthy way of looking at it too, is like, okay, it's not just about what you get done at work. It's about, you know, our lives are about more than just work. And so one thing I started doing, I don't do it anymore. I probably should, but I remember one time it really helped me and I started making to-do lists, but it was very short and it was like, okay, what do I want to get done today for work? Mm -hmm. What do I want to get done today for my health? What do I want to get done in my relationship with God? Like if there's like Bible reading or teaching I want to listen to, um, what do I want to get done in the home? And then I think I may have put something about rest. I'm not sure. Like what do I want to do for fun? Like something to bring me a bit of rest. Yeah. And I'm not sure I I got it right away because it took some time, Mm -hmm. but I think it kind of changes your mentality Because now you're like, okay, being productive doesn't mean just checking 20 things off my work list, but it means getting some stuff, important stuff, you know, what's most important at work done. And then maybe getting something in my health done, maybe, you know, making sure I'm spending time with God and putting good, good spiritual teaching in. And then maybe it's, you know, taking care of my home, whether Mm -hmm. that's doing groceries or cleaning or cooking. And maybe it's, you know, making sure I read a book at night that I really enjoy and I give myself some rest. And it's like, that's the productive soul, right? Like every area of our soul is now being productive and then you have more energy for stuff. Yeah. Because productivity, like we can look at it as this to-do list of we measure how productive we've been by how much we've gotten done, like how busy we are. But a lot of the times it's not about how much you're doing, but what you're doing. Like that's the question we should ask is what we're doing. 
is that, you know, is that benefiting the people in our lives? Is that, like you said, kind of filling our soul? Is that giving us time with God? And is it, you know, because God has a purpose for everybody. So is it drawing us closer to that purpose instead of just, you know, making sure that you're staying busy and you're looking like you're being productive in life, you know? (laughs) Just being busy and distracting yourself from Mm -hmm. maybe what is productive. Exactly. Yeah. And when I was thinking about this topic, I was thinking about how a lot of people get really excited about retirement, right? (laughs) Because like, we're productive when we're young and we think one day when I retire, when I turn 65, like I'm just going to be able to do whatever I want at any time of the day. Like you eat food out and you do your hobbies, you play golf, you know, <laughs> if you're, if you're a man, but yeah. hey, I really like golf. So Alicia it counts golf. for me. It counts for She's me. A golfer. <laughs> yeah. So like just thinking about that time, but the thing is, it's like in the Bible, Jesus doesn't really talk about retirement. You know what I mean? And this is like the flip side of it. It's like when when you're kind of falling into more of the other ditch of just wanting your life to become stagnant eventually. And the thing is, our lives are never going to be stagnant, you know? So if we think we should, could just burn through all of our energy when we're young, because at one point in our lives, we're going to get older and we're going to just be able to rest. It's like we need to make sure that we realize that it's not a sprint, you know, it's, it's a marathon. Our lives is a marathon. And when we get older, God still wants us to be putting our hand to something, you know? Absolutely. Jeff actually came down and he shared an article with me that he found. And I can't remember exactly how old the man was, but I believe he was 102 and he was the oldest practicing doctor ever, I believe. That's amazing. He's 102 and he's still a practicing doctor. So he is still practicing medicine. That's crazy. And yeah, they, they did this article on him and they were asking him, of course, like, okay, so what are some of the secrets to your longevity? You know, and I, I believe they were specific about keeping your brain sharp. Um, because I mean, you have to have a pretty sharp brain if you're going to be practicing medicine. So (laughs) I would hope so. (laughs) I, I would hope so. So they asked him this and he had three things that he felt were important for how he kept his brain sharp all these years Mm -hmm. to 102. And the first one was work. And so just like what you're saying, he clearly hasn't retired and he keeps coming into work and he keeps putting himself into work, something he's passionate about clearly. And he says he's always reading medical journals and kind of still trying to learn about his trade and learn about his craft. Mm -hmm. And that's really kept his mind sharp. And then the second thing I thought was interesting it's like there's three things and only the first one was work. Mm-hmm. So it's like that's one third of his life, right? Exactly. And the second thing was relationships, which I thought was really interesting. He said him and his wife have dinner with their two kids twice a week, maybe like one with each kid. But they do that every single week. They maintain relationships with people and the friendships that they have. They keep those strong and they spend time with the people in their yeah. life and, and pour, allow themselves to have time in those relationships. Mm-hmm. And then the third thing, which I thought was the cutest thing in the world, is he said, reading for fun. And he specifically likes biographies and mysteries. Oh. 
And I thought that was so cute because I love reading and I love mysteries. And I just thought, that's amazing. And there's such a truth to it because yeah. it's not self-help books and books to make you better. I mean, he, he reads books for his, for his trade and that's in the work category, but yeah. he specifically says that he makes time to read for fun, things that are just, that bring him joy and keeping his mind sharp still. And I just thought that was so amazing. And so I think it's a really good picture of just what it looks like to be productive, mm-hmm. and but also have like a healthy mentality on it. He's not just yeah. concerned about getting ahead in his career. I mean, he's, you know, exactly. he's doing well. Yeah. But there are these other things that he was intentional to spend time on. And that got him to the point where he had longevity in life. And all of us want that, but we don't all get it. And we're all just kind of like spending our gears and and working ourselves into a, a dead end possibly because we're putting all of our focus in one area of our life, but we're not going to be healthy human beings if we only focus on one area or one job or yeah. one passion or one one thing. Yeah. Not to be like morbid or anything, but when you said that, I thought about the fact that when we put all of our energy into one thing and like, let's say work in this situation, because that's what you're talking about, you know, stuff doesn't stay the same. What if you don't have that job in a month, you know, because, and this is like, this is like more of the, the, not the laziness side coming out of me, but just the side of me that really, really, um, just appreciates personal time outside of work. And I feel like when we put so much focus into getting work done and like being productive in our careers, we can, we can kind of lose the time that we should be spending with people in our lives, you know, and that's, our jobs are going to change. And when we, and when we like, when we move on to a new career, they're not going to care that we, you know, took a week off to go see our family and stuff like that. Like we need to make sure that we're putting time towards things that are lasting. I think that's what I'm, my point is, is that we need to make sure we're putting our time towards lasting things like our family, mm-hmm. like our mental health and stuff like that, instead of just being so focused on getting things done. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we all know the saying, you need a life outside work. Mm-hmm. And I think you kind of need, also need a life outside of productivity. Exactly. And I think that's where the rest comes in is we all know we need a life outside work, but then outside work, we still need to be productive and we still need to, you know, like, oh, I need to be doing this. I need to be doing that. And it, there's something about just being intentional to do things that aren't necessarily, they don't look productive on the outside, mm-hmm. but they're giving you life and rest on the inside. Yeah. One thing I've been doing lately is I love cooking dinner. Like that's kind of just one of the things I love doing. I know. I, I know not everyone feels the same, so I completely understand. But I used to, like, it was kind of my time, you know? And also because we work from home, I kind of need something to separate work and home life. And so this was kind of my time. Jeff is doing his workout. I've already done mine, and I'm kind of just cooking dinner. And I used to listen to, like, conservative news podcasts and Christian podcasts and stuff like that. Maybe you're listening to this while you're cooking. Keep it up. Maybe. But but I realized I needed to stop that. Like I realized, and I still will sometimes listen to like Christian podcasts because it does feed my soul in a better way than say like the conservative news does. Yeah. I don't know about you guys, but like news podcasts are getting kind of weird. Like they're doing like movie reviews and all. I I, I would say I feel like some of the stuff that they talk about is so like I don't care. Yeah. Like, I don't care what your opinion is on this movie. I it's really, so really don't. Irrelevant. I just want to hear about 
the news. Yeah, like from someone I trust. What's going on in the world that I need to be concerned about? You I know. know, or good like, news too. Like, what is the good news? And it's like, I is there hate any this good movie? news that you have for me today? And it's gotten a little weird, and so I've kind of stopped. And I understand there's trends, but I just. I kind of yeah. stopped because it was just getting really annoying. And so I started listening to more Christian podcasts, but then I just started listening to some audiobooks, and I, I've really been enjoying that. And I go back and forth between podcasts and books, but just kind of taking that time to just not be like, okay, I need to find out something. I need to learn something. I need exactly. to grow in something. Yes. Just okay. listen to an audiobook or listen to something that you just enjoy. And it doesn't stress you out and give you anxiety that you need to be doing more because at the end of the day, your, your value to God and his love for you doesn't change. And I think a lot of our stress and anxiety and worry come from thinking that that might change, that could change if I don't straighten up, if I don't get enough done. And so it's just really important to have a life outside of productivity, Mm -hmm. you know, and nurture your relationships, nurture your friendships. We love having people over and having parties, you know, themed parties and stuff and just enjoy the season, enjoy your friends, enjoy your family. And I think you should do something every day that you enjoy that's more restful. And it doesn't mean it has to be this huge thing, but even if it's listening to an audiobook you like while cooking for exactly. 30 minutes yeah. or you know reading a book before bed or playing a little bit of a video game or doing some kind of activity i don't know going for a walk or something i think yeah. we should have something every day that just kind of lets our mind and our body just relax and intense exactly. yeah and jesus did this i mean you you look at the gospels and you see in every single gospel that Jesus, I actually wrote the verse down, and it said that um, in Luke five sixteen, Jesus himself would slip away to the wilderness and pray. If Jesus needed that rest and that time away from the crowd and what he was doing, we need that too. And I think a lot of people feel like, like I said earlier, that if you're not getting something done, if you're not, you know, if you're not helping someone in need, if you're not learning and growing, like you said, by listening to something, God's not going to be pleased with you, but Jesus needed that. So God knows that he made us and that, you know, we're, we're just human. We're fragile. Like we can, we need that strength at the end of the day. It's just do something fun. Like for me, when I drive up to work, I listen to music that I like, unless I'm driving with Brian and then we'll listen to like a marriage (laughs) podcast, which is very good actually. Um, But yeah, like when I was driving by myself a lot, I would just listen to music that I loved. And I actually started to get excited about the drive up to work because it it wasn't like I was learning anything, but I was listening to music that from like the past and stuff that I love now. And it just brought me peace and it made me feel joyful like before I started my work day. So it's good to have those things in life. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we know we need to rest and we know we need to be productive. But how do we find that balance? I think that's something that is really at the core of all of our questions about this. And really, I think it does take time. It's not something that you can just figure out and then stick to like another set of rules. So as I was thinking about this, I thought about this verse and it's Matthew 11, 28 through 30. And I really like how it says it in the message. It says, are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. 
I absolutely love how that puts it because that's what we're all looking for, right? I mean, that right there, we're like, that's what I want. I want to live my life like that. But how? How do I do it? That's, That's the frustrating part. And I think he says it so clearly here at the end in such a beautiful way. Keep company with me. And I, I love the way that that's worded too, because it, it insinuates that it's ongoing, right? It's not like a, oh, meet with me once a week or, you know, just ask me and then I'll give it to you. It's like, keep company with me, keep on keeping company with me, you know, it's a relationship. And I think as we're talking about this whole balance of rest and productivity and how to know when it's too much or how to know when it's not enough, Mm -hmm. it's an ongoing journey. All of us are on this journey, but the only way to know the direction you're going is by keeping company with Jesus, keeping company with the Holy Spirit, because as you stay sensitive to him, he will guide you. Mm-hmm. And he'll show you, hey, you're getting a little out of balance over here. Yeah. Or, oh, hey, I think you should be doing this. Or, hey, I think you need to take some time for yourself. And he's the one who knows your heart. He knows your motives and when maybe something might be unhealthy. And he's the one who's going to show you and guide you and like, okay, we need a course yeah. correct here. Okay, we need a course correct there. And that relationship is what's going to guide us into that balance and help keep us on balance as we go through life. Exactly. And I love when you mentioned how like it's an ongoing relationship and it's not just those little, well, it is those little moments throughout the day, but it's not just sitting down and being like, I can't talk to God. I can't pray to God about this until I'm in my prayer closet, (laughs) until I like have my Bible and I'm sitting in a cozy chair. Like, you know, if you wait for that, then you're not going to get much time abiding with God. But you can still have those conversations with him and you can still hear and listen to God and tune into his voice just in like the little acts of driving up to work or making dinner like you talked about earlier. Like you can do those things and it doesn't have to be a set time throughout your day. It, it can look like a lot of different things. Like I heard a guy before say that he likes talking to God when he's playing video games. <laughs> and it's like, you know, you I like God. I get it. Yeah. But the thing is, it's like God's with us all the time. Yeah. And that's like a good thing to remember is that he's, he's with us when we're driving to work and he, he's waiting for us to talk to him. Like he loves having those conversations with us and being there for us. Cause he has so much that he's wanting to teach us, you know? Yeah. Just taking the pressure off, you know, mm-hmm. to, to figure it out. We always want to figure it out and get there and get our act together yeah. and start living perfectly and in, in balance. And it's like, it's a balance for a reason. I mean, I remember I grew up doing gymnastics and my least favorite, like I'm talking my least favorite activity was the balance beam. It terrified me. It was horrible. And it it's so hard to keep your balance. But part of keeping your balance is constantly moving from side to side. You know, you don't walk on a balance beam and never tip to the side, but it's about knowing when you tip what muscles to use to bring you back to the center. And I think that's how we need to see really, I mean, everything in our lives, but especially this is it's not about doing the right things to where you're going to walk perfectly in line and you're never going to fall off balance again. That's not going to happen. I mean, even the best gymnasts fall off the balance beam, right? Mm -hmm. I did a lot. And really it's just about (laughs) learning the unforced rhythms of grace by staying sensitive to the Holy Spirit so that when you start leaning too far to one side and you're going to get off balance, you know which muscles to use and he'll remind you and he'll quicken it to you and you use those muscles to pull yourself back into 
into the center and then he brings you back into alignment. And that's how we live our lives because every season of our life will look different. I might figure out how to balance my life right now, but then five years from now, it might look completely different. I'm going to have to learn a whole new way (laughs) of balance. And so it's better to learn how to find your balance than knowing how to stay balanced in one particular situation when the circumstances Mm -hmm. are all perfect. It's way better to learn how to find your balance in any situation. And that comes from him. Yeah. I feel like the Bible, like there's so many things that we look at in the word and look at in God's character. And we realize that God is a very balanced or, you know, stuff in the word is very balanced outside of just balancing rest and productivity. You know, it's like there's grace and there's faith. There's all these things. And I feel like the Christian walk is really learning what what balance to hold in a lot of different areas besides just this, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. Everything is about balance. And mm-hmm. we get really excited about one thing and then <laughs> yeah. we end up going a little overboard and then we got to <laughs> find that balance recalibrate. again and recalibrate. So yes. finding balance is a lifelong journey. Mm-hmm. The last thing that I was thinking of that God kind of brought to my mind as I was driving one day is another thing that I think can kind of zap me of my energy. Cause I know when thinking about this balance, I think about, okay, what drains me? Why am I not getting rest? And one thing that I think he reminded me of is how sometimes even when we're productive at work and it's going good and we need to rest now, a lot of times we bring bitterness, anxieties, frustrations, worries, cares from work. And we bring those home or we bring those into the other areas of our life. And then we wonder why when we're supposed to be resting, we feel so stressed out. It's like we're not mentally leaving those things behind. And you know, just because you're sitting on the couch in your yoga pants with a glass of wine, talking to your husband about the problems at work, you know, it doesn't actually mean you're resting, even though I feel like I'm resting. And it's like, okay, well, maybe I'm not actually resting if I'm spending that entire time complaining, gossiping, talking about things that kind of show that there's some bitterness there or unforgiveness. And those things are not meant to be in our hearts. We all have to deal with them, but they're like weeds and they choke the good things out. And one really good thing that God wants for you is rest. And so the enemy will use these thoughts and these emotions and these other things as weeds to kind of choke it. And I feel like I can tell when I'm getting into, hey, I want to talk about this problem and I want to figure it out versus now I'm just complaining and it feels good and I just want to keep going. And it's like, you can tell, like it might take a little bit, but I eventually can tell when I'm kind of crossing that line. Yes. And I have, I heard the craziest thing and they actually did research and they discovered that when we are like thinking about an argument that we've had with somebody or we are reliving a conversation that was negative, (laughs) our bodies don't understand the difference or specifically our brain doesn't understand the difference between actually being in that situation and then, you know, rehearsing it afterwards. Mm -hmm. So we're actually just feeding like negative things and emotions and hormones like cortisol and like all these things are lifting back up because our brain thinks we're actually in this fight again. So every single time we talk about it, those negative things are coming back up and it's so unhealthy. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's like pretty crazy when you think about like your brain could be releasing hormones and things because it thinks you're in a very serious life threatening (laughs) situation. And it's like, no, I'm just 
you know, annoyed. But yeah, it's like, I'm just well. talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, there's so much more that we could honestly share about this. But I think at the end of the day, too, we really need to give ourselves grace. And we need to realize that, hey, just because you listen to this episode doesn't mean you're magically going to walk in balance every day. Yeah. And, you know, we probably won't either. I'm no. probably going to swing to one side <laughs> tomorrow and as I prepare for work. I'm but still going to sleep in sometimes. She's still going to sleep in. She'll be texting me at 3 a.m. This is just how it is. But... But yeah, I mean, I think it is important that we give ourselves grace and we remember that it's a journey and that as you continue to press into him and stay sensitive to his voice and we listen for the ways that he's showing us what to do, I think we'll, we'll find that we'll kind of settle more in the middle and we'll start learning what muscles we need to use to bring ourselves back into that, that balance because we're not meant to live our lives so stressed out. Mm -hmm. all the time it's so true yeah thank you so much for watching this episode and if there's anybody in your life that you feel could use this advice right now please share it with them yes and we have a lot of fun episodes planned this fall so be sure and subscribe if you'd like to check those out thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you here next time